My name is Masfin Bashir. This is a 508 show. I'm sep it's September 7th. I'm September 7th, 2013. <laughs> this is Michael Benedetti. This is the 508 show, a show about Worcester. Also on the show today is Brendan Melkin. Hi, Brendan. No date included. How are you? Good. We're back here again at the Winslow Street Park talking to city council candidates. Today we're talking to Mesfin Bashir, who is running at large. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions about your background. Um, what, what line of work are you in? Well, uh, I'm the founder and president of the Ethiopian Dream Center. It is an international non-profit organization. And uh, also I lead a coalition of uh, African uh, non-profit organization. It's called the Central Mass Mutual Assistance Partnership. And uh, the other thing is I'm an African uh, outreach rep at mm -hmm. the Friendly House. And how did you get into this line of work? Well, uh, I'm, you know, I'm very passionate about, about helping people. Uh, uh, you know, my background is since I was uh, uh, helped by uh, other people uh, growing up. So I develop a passion to assist people, the less fortunate, among uh, uh, our community. That's why. And you grew up in Ethiopia? Yes. And, that's, and you're, from, you're from a city I've actually been to in Ethiopia, Shoshamene. Yes. What, when did you come to the United States? Well, I came to the United States uh, February 25th, 1991. Okay. What, what brought you to the U.S.? Well, uh, uh, I was a political refugee from okay. Ethiopia. Uh, I'm involved in youth uh, activism. Uh, that time it was a socialist government in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. So uh, I ran away from there and I stayed in Kenya for two years. Uh, and I was sponsored uh, through Lutherans. Uh, I came here uh, February 25th, 1991. Very good. And um, usually we ask people, like, what are you involved with in the community? It sounds like your full-time thing is being involved in all sorts of community uh, things. Yes. yes. Um, I wonder what is it that makes you want to shift some of your time from other projects to being a city councilor as a way to serve the community? Well, uh, the reason why is, uh, you know, I have seen a lot of uh, people uh, in Worcester and the youth and uh, new immigrants and uh, the homelessness and uh, also uh, I, ha I had a hard time uh, 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 adjusting myself in this country the first time I came in because um, I have everything, you know, I have a, a good mom uh, mm -hmm. who supported me, everything she gave me, but there is something she, uh, she couldn't probably realize I needed. Uh, what it is, is I need to look uh, 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 up to some people who can inspire me, uh, who can understand me culturally and linguistically. Mm -hmm. uh, so those kind of things uh, gave me a little bit uh, hard time when I was here. So I'm trying to help others who came to this country mm -hmm. or, or the less fortunate even among our community not to go through the same uh, 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 road I traveled. That's one of the things. Uh, uh, it, in, it inspires me to do. Uh, also, uh, uh, helping in a community also involves uh, the participation of uh, a government, a local government. And I don't see that uh, 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 which is not inclusive in the city. Hmm. So I try to uh, make a change uh, in the uh, politics, you know, how, how uh, Worcester should look like to make Worcester a better place for all people. Ah, very good. So, um, I want to ask you a little bit about economic development in Worcester, sure. and everybody's in favor of economic development. Yes. And so we've been asking people 
uh, about a specific situation so that you can sort of have a larger conversation about economic development. In this case, it's about the Midtown Mall, you know, the little, the little mall downtown, which for years now people in the city council, some people in the city council have been saying the city should take it, the city should shut it down. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that in particular and economic development in general? Well, you know, um, I am a true believer that uh, uh, a true democracy happens when wealth is created. Yeah. So in order to create wealth, uh, we need more jobs. Yes. Um, but making buildings look nice doesn't mean that uh, uh, doesn't mean nothing for the poor and for the less fortunate. Mm. You know, um, the, that mall. Uh, my understanding is uh, there are a lot of minority-owned uh, businesses, uh, uh, and uh, it's 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 also ancient, uh, older place or older buildings, yeah. historical building probably. Um, so it's good to 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 the government uh, should. Uh, uh, should assist in economic development, but economic development uh, through private sectors is what creates jobs. That's what I believe. Mm. So uh, to create small businesses and the people who are there, if they have something to offer them better than what they have, probably uh, I would look uh, through it in the future. But um, uh, how, how to make it, uh, I have to wait uh, until I'm elected. Uh, to make a decision. Brendan, do you have any questions? I do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it might sound somewhat duplicit, uh, similar to the second question Mike asked, but uh, the number of organizations that you work with are all sound wonderful. Uh, what would be, what's driving you to want to go to work with such a despicable uh, group of people like politicians when you're doing <laughs> such wonderful work on your own now? Well, you said it right. You know, I agree with you. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, this looks like a dynasty. You know, people are just uh, uh, in politics uh, 20 years, 30 years and all that. So it's, it's like it's better to have a king, you know, uh, you know. So uh, we need to we need to have, uh, uh, you know, people participate, you know, local yeah. people to participate in the decision of uh, uh, local uh, politics but what happens is those people who are who already uh, staying there for 10 years 20 years they forget about where they came from mm. you know they forget about the the, the poor the working uh, poor mm. so i i want to replace if i can if i have the power to do it i will replace all of them you know ah. so what it is is it's not about me it's about the people it's about children it's about families about the working poor so why I run for office is we all have a stake in our community. We all have something to offer for our community. You, you know, you, you are making decisions uh, not based on the interest of the whole people. Mm. But let's be involved, let's have a new blood, you know, new people who have different ideas. You know, the other thing is, you know, these politicians, when, when they see somebody who has a different idea than they have that means they run out of ideas so they use other strategies to discredit others mm. to to you know to make people run away from those people who have different ideas than them so uh, what it is is if I can replace them even one of them that is a great idea you know probably others will be inspired to to run for uh, office so we can replace them one by one you know amen it might take time, but we can do it, you know? I love that. You, if you have any other questions, Brennan, no, you, I, you know, it's funny, though, when you mentioned that, it, you know, it, it's, it's, as a lifer here in Worcester, it, it's funny how I think some of us just take for granted uh, the folks that uh, are, you know, whether it be administrative positions or elected uh, officials and whatnot that represent the city, you just take for granted that they're always there. Right. I think it's interesting the way you phrase that, you know, that 
um, how long people have been there, and it, it starts to look like a dynasty. But right. from the perspective of somebody who came here in the early 90s, and many of the personalities that we have running the city are the same people who were running the city when Correct. you came here. And yes. I think most people, if they were pressed, would probably agree that the city's changed enough uh, in that same time frame right. where having the same leadership doesn't actually match up with the, 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 the personnel, so to Correct. speak, that are now uh, living in the city. Right. But, yeah, Worcester, Worcester has, uh, you know, the... the New immigrants are coming to this city. That you know, um, the, the, there is a saying: uh, uh, demographic change brings democratic change. Mm-hmm. So what it is is these politicians, you know, they are blinded that this city is growing up. Many people are coming to this city. Look, you know, when I came here uh, in 1991, I will tell you a simple thing: I used to hang around in Valley. You know, I'm just going to tell you as mm-hmm. it is, you know. So there was, there was, uh, uh, you know, uh, black community, you know, African-Americans, and then white community was there. But now, if you see over there, it's a lot of Latino community. Mm-hmm. So that means there is a demographic change. So look, we have Saraya Rivera, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, a Latino elected official. And are we going to have some, some, somebody different from other, other group of people? Of course, it might take time. Change is imminent, you know, there is nothing stands still. Mm-hmm. But what we have to think is, we don't have to worry later on by the decision we make today. We are each other keepers. Mm-hmm. So how we can make things better right now, let me tell you, I will quote King Haile Selassie. He said, today is my people, tomorrow is going to be yours. I will explain it to you. It is the 1930 war when fascists and uh, Nazis were invading. So Ethiopia was, you know, used as a sacrificial lamb by the League of Nations. So he was asking, help me, help me to fight these uh, invaders. They say no, even they say a lot of things to him at the League of Nations. So his words was, today my people are dying, tomorrow is going to be yours. What he meant is, trying to let them know we need to stop bad things today mm-hmm. but when it comes to you you will understand it but I can see beyond the horizon that's why he's a great statesman of the world George Bush spoke about him mm-hmm. Bill Clinton spoke about him a lot of leaders in the world speak about him that's why Nazis when they start killing a lot of Europeans the United States got into the war mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? They understood. That's why the British government assisted after that mm-hmm. to drive out the Italians out of Ethiopia. So let me let me in Worcester here. When demographic change going increasing, probably we can replace all those people. If you see now all white, mm-hmm. right? How about if it is all black? Mm-hmm. They're gonna do the same thing what is being done now. But we don't want that to happen. So how can we be inclusive government mm-hmm. who can care for all people without regard to race, mm-hmm. rega- without, without regard to religion, mm-hmm. or where they came from, or where they are PhD, or nothing. But if they can contribute to Worcester, we can make Worcester a welcoming city. I visited Holland. You know, when I went to Holland, I went to Germany, I went to England. I love Holland. You know, as soon as you reach at the airport, they tell you, welcome to Netherlands. I just loved it. <laughs> but when I went to Germany, they say, where you go? Because I'm black man. But as soon as I take my American passport, they say, sir. <laughs> you know, 
So we need we need to be inclusive. You know, we stand together. We are a community of one. What ha- what went to, what happens to me someday will happen to you. Mm-hmm. So we have to stand for one another. Do what is right, what is just. That's what I want to be. I want I want Worcester to be a welcoming city. When pe- you know, I, that's what I do in my organization. When people come, whatever, I say welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Worcester. That's what I tell them. So I want even our city government to be like that. You know what? Sometimes I work over here many years. So I don't want to name politicians and they know themselves. They don't want to even shake my hand before because I'm not dressed up like them. But once they start to know me and I'm dressed up very nice, they take their business card. Here we go. You can call me anytime. Mm-hmm. That's not what we want. On the street, people we see, we don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. what they are, where they came from, what their talents is, what their education background is, what, who, with whom they associate with. We don't know. So we have to treat equal, all people equal. And I spoke to him a little while ago. You know, I was raised by whites mm-hmm. since I was five years old. I know how they think. Mm-hmm. I know the great things they have done for me, changed my life. Still they do. Do I have something against whites? No. But just because I tell the truth, the facts, they tell other black people, this guy is bad. You know, he, he, he talks things that, that, that don't hang around with him. Those, you see, they run, when, you see, in the old days, when, the, you know, politicians, when they run out of ideas, they use character assassination, they use bullets, they use, they use intimidation, they use a lot of things. My office has been shot to bullets. You know, my, my office is broken now. You know, somebody, if it happens to somebody who's in power, hey, tomorrow the newspaper will put it in, uh, this happened, this happened. So we need to see people as human beings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where they came from, what religion, what color, whatever, whatever. So I'm running, it's not about me. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm married, a good wife I have, I have beautiful children, smart kid, you know, I'm happy, you know. But there are people who are not. I cannot stand by lookup. So I've been working as a non-profit organization free, six years, free. Nobody paid me zero. I spend my own money, right? But we have a lot of non-profits in this city, corrupt with the politicians. If you talk about it, they shut you off. Mm-hmm. They just want you to disappear. And uh, that's why I want to make a difference in this city. That's why I, you know, I want to represent all people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I'm running. So, do, you have, do you have another question? That was excellent. That yeah. was. I want to, so I want to ask you, um, this is another, this is another question where we sort of, we want to talk about a, an issue in general, but we bring up a specific instance. Sure. And sure. in this case, it's the question of government regulation. I think everybody agrees there should be some sort of government. And everyone agrees that there are points at which government goes too far in regulating things. Right. In Worcester, one very particular small incident has been the question of can you have, can you raise chickens in your yard? Which, um, right now the answer is no, you can't. But I think Colin Novick put it best when he described the policy as don't ask, don't tell. That uh, there's a lot of people raising chickens in their yard in Worcester yeah. illegally. And the city turns a blind eye to this in general. Um, do you do you like the idea of allowing people to have small chickens, chickens and other livestock? My, my, and my mom in Ethiopia, she does it. You know uh-huh. why not here? Anyway, you know yeah. I don't know the reason why, 
you know, I, I don't know the reason why, but people, if they choose to raise a chicken in their backyard, who cares? We have other problems to solve. So, but this is what it is. Is there any other things associated with that chicken? Many things, Pro probably like raccoons, they have rabies, whatever. Right. Whatever. It's, if it is health issues, let them give us the reason why, what is, what, what is the, the cause and the effect, then we can decide. But for me, you know, probably that is the enjoyment people they do. They want to see the chicken. I have a friend which I visited in uh, Merriman, even one of uh, my college friends who was my best man. Uh -huh. He just got married, you know, he has a big farm in uh, Merrimack and I went to his house, uh, you know, in, by invitation. And uh, I see a chicken in his backyard. And then they enjoy it, the husband and wife, you know. It's not they want to eat it, but just they want to look at it. Mm -hmm. So, hey, you know, if people choose to do that, as long as they keep them in their backyard, not like torturing them, you know, put them in a cage or something like that, hey, that's their problem, you know. I yeah. have other things to care about rather than the chicken, you know. Well, so here, and then here's the other layer of this, which is that the city, if Brandy can correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like for some reason I'm only vaguely understand this issue. The city council eventually said, okay, fine, we'll let people have chickens. But then the problem was that the city said, we need to hire someone to take care of the inspection of those chickens because of the possibility of there being problems, somebody right. having chickens and there being a raccoon problem, they're not putting the right. chickens in the cage right. right. And that was the point at which the city council or the city was like, I don't understand why they couldn't just make there be like some sort of extremely expensive permit that could pay that person, but they, they didn't do it that way. So they said, we actually can't afford to hire a person to be the city's, another animal control person for the city. And so that was why they ended up doing that. And so some people, like I said, I think some people would say, well, the city should, I don't know, like things should be legal in general. If it costs the city more money, it costs the city more money. But that was a place where the city council stopped and said, we're not, is that my right? For the most part, I think that's what it was. And I, and I think the argument that a lot of folks were trying to make was that our take on, it's just a bit of a stretch, but that uh, our, our take on a lot of issues like chickens in, in Worcester should probably be more similar to say like Vermont's laws regarding uh, firearms, right? Like Vermont's, oh, Vermont has one law about firearms that like you can own, it, it, it's not a crime until you commit a crime with one, right? Like okay. you can kind of do whatever you want with your gun uh, until you break a law and then we'll treat it that way, right? Like you, they don't really have like lots of restrictions about firearms. The restrictions are like, don't kill people, you know, like it, it, pretty straightforward stuff. and. So, I think that's uh, so. If you have some sort of uncaged chickens in your yard that would fall under disorderly conduct, so like, rather than the city having any specific like we already have law. laws about cockfighting, right? So we don't need to worry about that. Like okay. we, we already have laws about nuisance animals, so we don't have to worry about that. We already okay. have public health laws that would you know require containment for disease and, and whatnot. Yeah. And you could probably even make a stretch that a nuisance animal could be considered something that's drawing packs of wolves or whatever. You know, councilors were worried we're going to invade Worcester because Foxes, of chicken, chickens. So I, I think that the argument was that most of their concerns were already covered by uh, existing laws. Right. So we don't need to c create more ordinances, more laws, uh, just to make folks who have never been within, you know, 100 yards of a live chicken comfortable. So do you think it's, so are you telling me you think it's illegal to have chickens in Worcester? Um, yeah, I, I, we talked, it's been so long since I've given this any thought. The, the way that I always read the ordinances, I couldn't see what the, the problem was. Uh, if you go back and read the city's charter, um, we define... We only speak to livestock, if I'm not mistaken, in the city's charter. And livestock is one of those like colloquial, colloquial terms where in, uh, in New England it refers to hooved animals. Um, so like 
pigs, cows, horses, right. our livestock right. in, in New England historically. So I think there's an argument to be made that you know our ordinances, as they exist now, don't even speak to chickens. So and, it might be. So so you're saying it could be ambiguous <clears throat> whether or not you're allowed to own chickens. Right. Okay. So people were well, trying. Well, the fact to... that people own them all over the city, anyways, kind of makes it more ambiguous, right? I mean, it it kind of gets hard for a city to enforce any ordinance when people are when they're already allowing people to do the thing that they claim isn't yet legal. But that's again, that that's kind of the whole point, right? Like, just because something there isn't a law saying something is legal, doesn't automatically mean something is illegal. And I think that's something that we've we've gotten ourselves into a bad habit across the country, not just in, in Worcester, that we wait for a politician to tell us that it's okay to do something uh, when the, ex the exact opposite is technically true, right? Like something is okay to do until someone tells you you can't do it. Not, not, you don't, we don't wait for politicians to give you permission to do something. You, you wait for somebody to uh, enact an ordinance or a law that would stop you from doing something. This is amazing. I feel like I'm learning. I don't know why we're asking you questions that we're still trying to understand <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, but that's the way this really show, show. Right, is right, right, Thank right, you for right, helping right. with that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, Chick, you, we talk about chicken, you know. Uh, you know, young people are dying, you know, uh, with guns. You right. know, uh, if, you, if you come on Milbury Street, you know, uh, Vernon Hill, you know, um, previously from uh, probably on the other side but we have a lots of problems rather than worrying about chicken we got right. a lots of problems you know mm -hmm. we need jobs you know the youth have nothing to do and we are not educating them the best way to be leaders uh, of our community mm -hmm. you know drugs you know it's a lot of issues we have we worry about chicken you know mm -hmm. you know that that for me for me I don't have time to talk about chicken. Let's talk about certain things. You know, mm. that's that's what I like to talk. Yeah. Chickens for me it, don't matter. It's probably you know? the right approach to things too. And I mean, I, I think a lot of the the problem with that whole conversation was the way folks that were interested in say like urban farming ideas were right. discredited. But that speaks to something that you just mentioned that all the other problems we have. Right. One of those problems is hunger. And the idea right. that you would have politicians that would say people raising their own food, whether it be eggs or you know uh, vegetables and whatnot on their own property, that there's a problem with that because we're not used to the idea of agriculture in an urban area. It, it's kind of skipping right over one of the bigger problems that we actually have massive hunger issues in this area right and giving right. a family the opportunity to actually raise some of their own food Chicken, and yeah. offset the cost of food is and the other thing you have to know is this you know <clears throat> they have a lot of grants they give out for rec for this you know uh, you know uh, community gardening and mm -hmm. all that you know all the money they wasting mm -hmm. probably they should use it to teach the people how to raise their chicken <laughs> spend that money they are wasting it in you know I don't know if you guys know this city was in trouble last, I think, last year about about the hard funding and this and that yes. and that. Still, yes. yeah, there are millions. Guess what? Probably the money they are using for this, uh, you know, regional environmental council, whatever they're giving the money, they're getting the money. Let them use that money to teach people how to raise those chickens, mm -hmm. you know, because they tell them, oh, you can farm. Hey, not only chicken. If you know uh, tomatoes, whatever they are farming. Might have a lot of things too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not inspected. It's not, they just cook it and sell it in the farmer's market. Right. How they about are, that? They are delicious. Yeah, well, I know they are <laughs> delicious. I'm not saying it is bad. Yeah. You know, one of the lady uh, who's my you know, partner in mm -hmm. our office, you know, she's from Kenya. You know, it's called Woman uh, African Affairs. And she has a, a farm in Lancaster. All African women, like immigrants, mm -hmm. they have a farm in Lancaster. And Every week they go over there and somehow they have a land, you know, through grants, whatever it is. 
So 80 of them, they go over there, they farm. They put tomatoes, blah, 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 whatever it is. They bring it and give us some of it in the bag too. We eat that. Nobody inspected that. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why they inspect the chicken or what? Yeah. So if they want to do that, let them spend the money, all the grant, to teach this, you know, community gardening, community farmers, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, let them pay for inspection. How about that? And then we can go back to worrying about bigger issues. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so um, I think we, all, we only have a few minutes left. Sure. So I want to get down to the important questions. Sure. First of all, what's the most push-ups you've ever done? Five. Five push-ups. All right. Very good. <laughs> the second question is, uh, it's a question about what do you carry with you on an everyday basis? What sorts of things are in your pockets on an everyday basis? My wallet. Okay. Yeah, my ID, you uh -huh. know, in case I'm stopped, you know, and uh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, um, just my wallet. Okay. You don't carry a pocket knife or anything like that? No. Oh. I No pocket knife and, uh, uh, you know, I don't like, I don't like guns, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the only thing uh, probably I will I will uh, I will uh, try to get the permit is when uh, some politicians try to intimidate me. You know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Actually, I'll ask you this question, which is a question that one of the viewers suggested. Um, do the children in your life plan to live in Worcester when they grow up? Yes, this is the you know I believe you know uh, even though I was born in Ethiopia, Shashimani mm -hmm. uh, as I said, yes. Worcester for me is like Shashimani. You know I went I traveled last year mm -hmm. you know for uh, uh, work trip or work for business, mm -hmm. and uh, I was in my hometown. I just was scared to death. You know I I was grew up there, but here I can go night and day regardless of whatever is going on over here. I feel this is my home, this is where I belong to, and uh, this is where I have my children, my family, my wife, and this is my home. So, yeah. Worcester is my home, this is where I belong to. And what do, you, what do, the, what do the kids think about Worcester? They, they love it, they mm -hmm. love it. And uh, the school, which they're going, they're going Union Hill School. There is a lot of uh, bad stuff going on in that neighborhood, but the teachers, the principals, I just love them, and they're doing a great job. So, they, they, they love their schools too. So. Hmm. Can I throw in a quick one? Yeah, uh, unrelated to politics at all, but just uh, based on your background, could you give our viewers just a really quick overview on some of what some of the bigger, um, like, uh, immigrant demographics are in, in the city? I often get a time uh, a feeling that people that have lived here forever, we always know that it's a, a city of immigrants, and there's right. always new people coming in. Right. But oftentimes it's hard to actually figure out where people are coming from. Right. Are there any countries in particular that you're seeing a big influx, influx of immigrants yes. from uh, currently? Yes. In Worcester, uh, there are a lot of Ghana people, mm -hmm. and then we have Liberians, mm -hmm. uh, we have Somalians, and we have Burundi, uh, and uh, we have Ugandese, and we have Ethiopians too, but Ethiopians in Worcester are very few. Mm -hmm. But in Worcester County, almost we have almost 300 uh, Ethiopians. When we say Ethiopians, it's uh, uh, including the Eritreans because Ethiopia and Eritrea used to be one. Mm -hmm. But still, we work together mm -hmm. over here. We we just let them fight over there, whatever. But we are here. Uh, we have a common destiny, a common vision. So we we are together. So in Worcester County, almost 300 Ethiopians. So, uh, but uh, the uh, new immigrants are coming are from Somalia mm -hmm. and Burundi, uh, uh, and uh, those are those are the refugees which are. Coming. The majority of those people coming under refugee status, or are they coming through family connections, or? Yes, refugee status. Okay. You know, most of them are refugees, and uh, some of them are students also. In Worcester, mostly now, what the trend is. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, for example, my my sister-in-law is here now. She just 
came from Canada. She used to live in Canada and uh, she came here in Worcester. So we're trying to attract many, uh, for, for me, uh, I try to attract many Ethiopians. Worcester is a, a city for families. If mm -hmm. we work hard, it's a good educational center. Uh, so, and uh, for families, Worcester is good. As long as we take care of these crime issues, you know, and corruption issues in the government, mm -hmm. and as long as we have uh, uh, decent neighborhoods and uh, job training and all that, Worcester, I like Worcester, you know, I, I love Worcester. But uh, we have to change the politicians so to make it better. That's what I like to do. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for running for city Thank council. Thank you for having Good luck. me. Thank you, sir. This is Brendan Melican and Mike Benedetti. If you have any comments, pieandcoffee at gmail.com is the email address. We'll talk to you next week.